week we didn't meet because we had snow, but this week we're back, and I'm going to kind of pick up on the topic that I was talking about the week before last, which is really about our minds, and I was talking about the idea of being spiritually minded versus being carnally minded, and there's a a powerful scripture in Romans 8, 6, uh, and it says... um, depending on the translation, if you look at the King James, it says to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So let me read it in another translation here in the, um, English standard version. It says this for to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is is life and peace. Now that word carnal um, is is can be absolutely translated flesh, right? It just kind of like it it it's doesn't um, it doesn't mean some translations translate it as your your sinful nature. It's a horrible translation because as a believer you don't have a sinful nature right? You were, your sinful nature was what was nailed to the cross when you were crucified with Jesus. You know, when it says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Well, the old thing that passed away, it passed away and died was your sin nature. So when you read, I mean, um, uh, the new living translation, for example, for whatever reason, you know, translates things as as a sinful nature. And it's very, very confusing because it makes it sound like we have two natures. Like we have this righteous nature and we have this sin nature. And it's it's just really bad translation. I mean, the word carnal that that the King James uh, uses for carnal is best translated either flesh or carnal. And to be, you know, it just means to be physically minded. Okay, it doesn't, there's not necessarily anything wrong with our flesh, our our five physical senses. I mean, we need our five physical senses to drive a car. Um, But we are not designed by God to be led by our five physical senses. Matter of fact, there's another word, another scripture in Proverbs that says, don't lean on your own understanding, but in all of your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your paths. I mean, so as believers, we are called to live spiritually minded and we are called to operate at another level of thinking, right? We have been given the mind of Christ and the mind of Christ is a higher way of thinking. All right. In Isaiah, uh, there's a scripture that talks about, uh, you know, I think it's in Isaiah 54 that talks about, you know, that the Lord's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. You know, that his thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. That his high, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Why? Because he, and then I really do like that scripture. So I'm going to go there. It's in Isaiah. Hold on a second. Okay, but God's thoughts are higher. Being spiritually minded brings life and peace. You know, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, right? And we are called to live. We are citizens of the heaven. We are citizens in the kingdom of God. We have been translated from the kingdom of darkness, and we've been placed in the kingdom of God's dear son. And we want to live from another reality. We want to live from heaven's reality. We want that. We want heaven's reality to be more real to us, or at least as real to us 
as the physical reality because the invisible realm is what spawned the seen realm. The invisible realm is the uh, more powerful realm, if you will. It controls what is visible, right? And in Hebrews chapter 11, verse uh, 3, I think, um, it says, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, right? And so it means that God spoke, we know this, the world, this physical realm into existence. He said, let there be light, and there was light, right? Uh, Let us create man and woman in, in our image. You know, he was speaking. He was speaking and creating and forming with his hands, but he was, he was operating from the realm of the spirit and framing the world and creating the worlds with his words, right? He, he, his thoughts and his ways of operating are higher than ours. And so in it's Isaiah 55, actually, I thought it was 54, but let's go to Isaiah um, 55. And in Isaiah 55, okay, it says this in verse 8, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my way, your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher and my thoughts than yours. So there's this higher way. Can I call it the, the, this highway? There's a higher way, okay? You know, you talk about people getting high, you know? I mean, what, why are they getting high? Well, when you're high, your, your perception changes, right? You, you, depending on what, how you're getting high, I mean, you may even have a hallucination or something, right? You have a vision or something, right? Well, this isn't talking about a, an earthly high. This is talking about there is a high, there's a higher way, of thinking. There's a higher way of being. There's a higher way of operating. And God is saying, my ways are higher. There's a higher way, right? And to be spiritually minded means that you're, you're tapping into God's higher way. And to be carnally minded is death. Why is it death? Why to be just fleshly minded, to be physically minded? I mean, there's so many reasons, right? Because the physical realm, uh, is it, it, it seems if you're under the delusion that that's all that there is. I mean, there's scarcity in the physical realm. You know, there's, there's disease in the physical realm. I mean, our inheritance, which is heaven, right, is all invisible. You know, in, our, in the invisible realm, there is no such thing as lack. In the invisible realm, there's every bit of kind of healing you need. In the invisible realm, there is life and peace and joy. There's any, all the provision, the source of God himself, everything that God is, is available to you. In Ephesians chapter 1, in the Passion Translation, it says that we have been lavished with everything that heaven contains. Everything that is in heaven, we have already been blessed with. Where is it though? It's in the invisible realm. And so learning to be spiritually minded says, or connecting in with the mind of Christ says that you, you are not deceived into thinking the physical realm is all there is. I mean, when we look at Jesus's ministry, I mean, he just, his, all of the miracles that Jesus performed, whether it was feeding the multitude or maybe, um, uh, the, uh, the guys had, you know, fished all night. They had gone fishing and they hadn't caught anything. They toiled all night. And, um, 
they hadn't caught anything. And, and then all of a sudden, Jesus is like, let down your nets. And all the, they had this, you know, incredible fish catch that came into the boat. Um, or whether he cursed the fig tree or whether he was rebuking uh, a fever off of Peter's mom or, or whether he was uh, healing the, uh, the, um, the little boy who was epileptic and was being thrown into the fire or, or the man who had been cutting himself in, with stones in the graveyard. I mean, he was so tapped into the mind of God. He and the father were one. They were one. So Jesus was tapping into the thoughts that were higher than his fleshly, earthly, normal human thoughts. And he was operating in a higher way than just, you know, taking somebody to the doctor or, I don't know, you know, just natural methods. I mean, finding getting money out of a fish's mouth. I mean, he was constantly tapping in to the invisible realm and to the, into the kingdom. He said, you know what? The kingdom of God has arrived and he was using the kingdom resources. He was using the things that were invisible to the naked eye, invisible to the, or or indetectable, if you will, but from the physical senses, but just because they were undetectable by the physical senses doesn't, didn't mean they didn't exist. Didn't mean that they weren't there. They were there. You just had to use spiritual senses to discern them. You had to, you had to operate at a different level. So the reason why being spiritually minded gives you life and peace is because there are no problems in the spirit. You know, in the spirit, there are no problems. There's only solutions in the spirit. Only solutions are in the spirit. And, you know, not that our life and our peace is, is I mean, we are called to have peace in the midst of storms. But you know what? If you know what's in the invisible realm, that'll give you peace. If you can see the Father, if you can see he's taking a nap, you can take a nap. Right? I mean, you, you, if you see he's not worried. I, 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 I was talking with someone the other day that's in, a, in a, really a battle for their life. And, you know, the Lord said, do I look worried? Do I look worried? You know, God, Jesus is a relaxed guy. Relaxed is one of the, the best descriptions of God. We don't think about him being that way, but he's relaxed. He's a laid-back guy. And so that life and peace comes from our ability to, to interact with him and God's mood and, and just discern and recognize all the things that are going on in the unseen realm. Okay, now here it keeps going about... In Isaiah 55, it says, you know, my ways are higher than yours. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. But in verse 10, it says, for as the rain and snow come down from the heavens and return not there again, but water the earth and make it bring forth and sprout that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word that goes forth out of my mouth, it shall not return to me void without producing any effect but it shall accomplish that which I please and purpose and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. So this is talking about that God talks another way too. <laughs> so he, his, he thinks at a higher level, his ways are a higher level and he talks at a higher level. And so there is a spiritual way of mindedness. There's a spiritual mindedness that involves our thinking, the ways of being, the ways of acting. 
and the ways of speaking. And, you know, when God speaks, he speaks solutions only. Think about it. He didn't go out into the dark and speak about the dark. He brought solutions. Let there be light. When the fig tree didn't produce fruit, Jesus had a solution, right? No man shall ever eat fruit thereof from you again. Solution, problem solved. <laughs> Fever, I rebuke you. Problem solved, right? He, he was speaking constant solutions. I bless the bread and feed the multitude. So there was, he was constantly bringing heaven's solutions from, the, from being spiritually minded, from discerning the unseen, from seeing what the Father was doing and, and operating as one with the Father, he was bringing uh, spiritual solutions into the physical realm. And he was dominating the physical realm. Dominating. Say dominating. Dominating the physical realm. We, are, we, are, we have not been designed to be victims. We have been, we are victors. We are in Christ, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We are seated on the heaven's throne. It is the highest seat of authority that exists. There is no other preeminent one other than Jesus Christ. He is the preeminent one. If you really want to get jacked up, you know, go and read Colossians. Especially read it if you've got like the Passion Translation with Brian Simmons. I mean, I'm just going to read a little bit about this talk. He just talks about Jesus for a minute. I mean, talk about power. Talk about authority. Talk about reigning and victory. And, and, you know, how can you be a victim when you're in Christ? You know, it's it's, it's a mentality is what it is. It's a mentality that is a carnal it is a carnal mentality that is a is 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 an evidence it's evidence that you have not yet full been fully persuaded of who you really are it is an identity issue when you have a victim mentality because you do not yet recognize that you are you are in Christ that you are you are you couldn't be any more victorious if you tried, I mean, there, there's not going to be a greater victory than the day that you got put in Christ. I mean, that is the declaration of you are a victor, an eternal victor. And in Colossians, if you just, and when you read these things, I mean, it's so powerful to like go, wow, this is incredible. Jesus is this preeminent one. But you, you, you never forget that you are in this one. You are, you are seated in him. You are in Christ. And what, 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 this description of Jesus is a description of your victory. It is a description of your identity. So let me um, go here to Colossians. Okay, let me just start to read this. Uh, I'm going to go Colossians chapter 1. Okay, here we go. So good. I have almost the whole thing highlighted here. Okay, it says this. Oh, it's so good. Let me just start here because I don't even know where to start. It says, our hearts soar with gratitude. I'm starting in verse 12. When we think of how Father God made us worthy to receive the glorious inheritance freely given to us. This is what every holy believer is qualified to experience by living in the light. Now listen to this, verse 13. He has rescued us completely from the tie." radical rule of darkness and translated us into the kingdom realm of his beloved son. 
For in the son, about his knees. <sighs> Excuse me. For in the son, all our sins are canceled, and we have the release of redemption through the ransom price he paid, his very blood. Now it's talking about Jesus. It says, he is the divine portrait, the true likeness of the invisible God, the firstborn heir of all creation. For the son created everything, both in the heavenly realm and on the earth, all that is seen, all that is unseen, every seat of power, realm of government, principality and authority. It was all created by him and for his purpose. He existed before anything was made. So now everything finds completion in him. He is the head of his body, which is the church. And since he is the beginning and the firstborn heir in resurrection, he must always be embraced as the most exalted one, holding first place in everything. For God is satisfied to have all his fullness dwelling in Christ. And by the blood of his cross, everything in heaven and earth is restored and brought back to himself, back to its original intent, restored to innocence again. It says, even though you were once distant from him, living in the shadows of your evil thoughts and actions, he reconciled you back to himself He released his supernatural peace to you through the sacrifice of his own body as the sin payment on your behalf so that you would dwell in his presence. Now there is nothing between you and Father God for he sees you as holy, flawless, and restored. Now this, you read this, this is God's mind. Okay, this, this is the mind of God. This is, these are, this is spiritually being spiritually minded. This is reminding you of heaven's reality. It's reminding you of what is real, that you have been translated, that you, you're in heaven's realm, that you're in the preeminent one, the most exalted one. This is reality. This is where you live and move and have your being inside of God himself. And if we are not, constantly remembering this, remembering this, then we will, we can slip into kind of a coma. We can slip into this slumber where we are asleep to what actually is real. And when you, when you do that, you are carnally minded, (laughs) You have forgotten the truth. You have forgotten what is real. And so that's why it's, you know, it, it is important to, 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 to keep the word of God in front of you uh, and to get a good translation that fires you up. You know, I like the, the I personally like the passion translation. I mean, it's, it says passion, you know, it's, it's, and I just, I could just sit and read it. I mean, I go to Ephesians. Just you want to, to me, Colossians one will do it. I mean, you can just read some of this and you just, 
you, you just get woke in a second because it's like, you know, it just jolts you back into being spiritually minded. Okay, here, um, here's some of Ephesians here. It says, may God himself, the heavenly father of our Lord Jesus Christ, release grace over you and impart total well-being into your lives. And listen to this. Everything heaven contains has already been lavished upon us as a love gift from our wonderful heavenly father, the father of our Lord Jesus, all because he sees us wrapped into Christ. This is why we celebrate him with all our hearts. I mean, if you just took that scripture and you just you know, if you're listening on the podcast, rewind it until you get this translation and put it on a four by six card. And you just took that and meditated on it until you actually got it. That ev- listen, to, I mean, everything heaven contains, everything heaven contains. I mean, just, you could spend a week just thinking about everything heaven contains. You could spend a year thinking about everything heaven contains and everything that heaven contains has already been lavished upon you. Well, Lord, if it's been lavished on me, why am I not, why don't I have it? Why don't I see it? What is this? What do you mean it's been lavished on me? Where is it? It's in the invisible realm. The kingdom of God is an invisible reality, but that doesn't mean that it's not real, and it doesn't mean that it's not uh, not the most preeminent reality. It doesn't mean, and I'll tell you, if you, when you get faith in that reality, and you become spiritually minded and focused on that reality, well, you will see that reality manifest. You will see the things that, that have been lavished upon you come into your life. You know, I have been, uh, and, and, and this is a battle sometimes to stay spiritually minded. Let's be clear. I mean, the whole world lies in darkness. I mean, the media is not going to put you in the spirit. You know, you sit on the, on Facebook, you know, maybe you'll read something that maybe will pop you into the spirit. I don't know. Most of it's probably mostly physical stuff, right? I mean, not that there's anything wrong with the physical realm. It's not spirit, good, physical, bad. It's just, you need to see both. You know, Adam and Eve interacted with both. I'm not trying to be Gnostic here and say that the the physical realm is bad. No, it's just not all there is. <laughs> it's just not all there is, and and you don't you're you're not designed to be trapped in just the physical realm. You are designed. I mean, heaven has invaded earth, and it's invaded it inside of you. And so when this says everything heaven contains has already been lavished upon us as a love gift from our wonderful heavenly father, the father of our Lord Jesus, because he sees us wrapped into Christ. This is why we celebrate him with all of our hearts. I mean, I just, that one just gets me going. So my point is, is that it's, you know, it's a, sometimes it's a battle to, to stay spiritually minded. I, I, I was talking, I guess, before the storm about, you know, I was talking about this author state feeling because I'm in the middle and wrapping up my book here that I, my first book, the first manuscript here. And, you know, my author's coach talks about this thing called the author's feeling state. And it's basically where you get in touch with like, how much are you in the flow of writing? And there's this scale that goes from like negative five to positive five. And honestly, if you're on the negative side, you really shouldn't be writing. Okay, you need to, you need to bring, you have to bring yourself into a positive state because there is a place where you are, and we know this, where you're just in the flow. It's ease. It's like grace. It's the anointing. And you know, it happens. Sometimes you can clean your house that way, or you can, um, just, you can go to the grocery store this way. I mean, you can do anything in life 
from a place of ease and flow if you're in the spirit. For believers, when we are in the spirit, we're in the flow. Say in the flow. Right. And so this, this feeling state is very similar to me. It makes me, it's had me thinking about this idea of being carnally versus being spiritually minded. And on a scale of, you know, negative five to positive five, you know, are you, how spiritually minded are you? Right. And it's a, if you are, if you find yourself being carnally minded, and I, I can tell you it's, it's for me, it's many times it's a battle because the enemy does not want you to see. The enemy does not, you have a, you have a, the the God of this world tries to blind the minds, right? Of unbelievers of, so that we operate in, and even, even believers so that we operate in unbelief. We operate in, in carnal, carnal thinking and, and we get fearful and we, we exalt the problem and we, we focus on the giant and, and we, before we know it, we're depressed and all kinds of negative emotions, death, carnal mind is death. And so pretty soon we're experiencing that, a, a mental kind of emotional death. And, and so what do you do? What do you do when you find yourself being carnally minded? What do you do? Okay, well, you recognize it. Number one, you recognize it. It's just like the author feeling state. You say, wow, I'm a negative three. I'm a negative four. I'm a, I'm a two. I'm a one. You just say, okay, I, I'm not connected. Here's a way to test it. Can you hear God's voice? Can you hear God's voice? Because if you can't hear God's voice, and I tell you, that's one of the main things that I spend my time doing is helping people hear God's voice. And I'm telling you, it is not supposed to be a once a week activity. Hearing God's voice is not supposed to be a place you visit when things get so desperate that you got to get a word from God. I mean, I meet with people regularly who the only problem, now they got problems. Don't get me wrong. They got all kinds of problems. I mean, they got more problems than a math book, right? They got lots of problems, but the only problem they actually really have is they cannot hear God or they are not hearing God about whatever the problem might be. And because they can't hear God, I mean, Jesus is the way of escape. God is always a way of escape. He is a present help in the time of need. And so whatever the issue, God has a word. God has a solution. God has a promise. I mean, heck, if you can't hear God, at least get a promise. You can open up your Bible when you're carnally minded and get a promise, right? I mean, but, but the point is when you're, when you're in, it's amazing to me how many believers have not made it the point of their life to be, to stay connected to the voice of God. I mean, we, people run, I get it. If you're, you know, if you don't, if you've never been taught how to hear the voice of God, well, then you need to, you need to register for a merge. (laughs) You need to, you need to connect to this ministry because it is not okay. And you can run from conference to conference to conference, from prophet to prophet, from Elijah list to my kisses from heaven, whatever, to get a word from God. But you are not going to, you're not going to be led into the promised land on secondhand words from God. And let me say this, you can't stand on a secondhand word from God the way that you stand when you have heard from God directly. Because, you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God. And it doesn't mean, you know, it comes by a scripture. It can come by a scripture if Holy Spirit gives you that scripture. But it, that, it comes by the rhema of God. That, that, that is rhema word of God. The Greek for that scripture is translated rhema. Rhema, faith comes by rhema. Faith comes by a word from God. And you need to know the word of God. And any battle, in any 
any promotion, in any upgrade, in any test, in any trial, in any victory that you are going to experience. It's going to be because you were spiritually minded and you could, you were connected to the voice of God and you heard God. Okay. So I personally, because I am wrapping up the book and because who knows, whatever, just the things that God has for me, what he's speaking to me, you know, I have really been having to deal with some of this. And I, I know that it's a lot of it is a mental attack. The enemy, just because you think something doesn't mean it's your thought. You know, I mean, there's a word that says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. And it talks about casting down theories and reasonings and imaginations. Well, why do you have to cast them down? Uh, Because they're not in agreement with the mind of Christ. And so when you're having these thoughts, I mean, it can get intense. So that, you know, your negative five spiritually minded state, right? And so just the other day, I always find that Holy Spirit will, will, will give you something in that minute if you can just find it. Like for me the other day, a, a, a friend from Chicago just, just tagged me, actually, in a worship song. And I thought it was kind of random, you know, just to tag me in a worship song. And it was a worship song I'd never heard before. Um, and it's probably one that I would have never listened to or picked, Honestly, just probably wouldn't have been on my playlist. But I saw they tagged me, and I thought, well, this might just be a word from God. I, I, I need to get, this is, I got to get out of this space, right? And I just began to listen to that. as I, It just began to worship, and I just sat still. You know, just get, you, sometimes we just need to get still. You know, just, I got in my, my recliner in my room, listen to the song, and I listened to it, I don't know, maybe two times, three times, and I just felt like the Lord say, you know, just begin to release things, right? Just release some things. And some of it was just an emotion would come up. You know, I feel overwhelmed, or I feel helpless, or I feel mad, you know, whatever, whatever that, and I just would, I, Lord, I just, as it came up, I would just release it to the Lord. Just began to release this things, And I could just begin to feel the presence of God. I mean, even now while I'm talking, I can just feel the presence of God, right? And we're just, just begin to feel, and I began to t- connect to the presence of God. And well, then pretty soon, the Lord began to show me different things. Uh, just, and they were just kind of quick, but they were things that he wanted me to receive. They were, they were part of everything that has been lavished on me. And he was just wanting me to get agreement with it. For the book, for example, it's like he just gave me a picture of the words flying onto the page. You know, and so just a, a visualization of just something. He's like, look, just see these things supernaturally coming together, Right. And then he just showed me uh, just a few other things. And I just wrote them down in my journal. And here's the thing. When the Holy Spirit gives you inspired imaginations like that, when he gives you something, okay, it's not like an imagination you've initiated. It's not the same thing. It comes with something. It comes with grace. It comes with faith. It comes with an empowerment. It comes with the oomph. I don't know what else to call it. That basically... You, you get, you can, you can hold on to that thing. I mean, it is, it is powerful. It is a powerful thing when he gives that to you. And it, 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 it is a spiritual weapon. 
It is the weapon of our warfare that is not carnal. It's not coming from the carnal mind. And it is, it is designed to transform the seen realm. It is designed to get you in agreement with something specific that the Holy Spirit is doing or wants you to receive or that you need. It's that invisible realm. It's an invisible provision that belongs to you. And when you are walking out your assignment on this planet, when you are walking out the will of God and you are... Uh, following the Holy Spirit to the best of your ability, he will provide. He is obligated to provide everything that you need to finish your assignment, to finish your kingdom purpose. He did not create your purpose and then forget to give you what you need to accomplish it, right? You, you, as you are, and not only just that, I mean, it's, it's just what you need. I mean, if you, whatever you need, if you need money, if you need food, if you need clothing, if you need peace, if you need a husband, if you need uh, healing, if you need, I mean, what, what it, it's all of heaven translated from the kingdom of darkness, translated. If you need a job, if you need deliverance, I mean, what do you need, you know? And what has got you in the carnal space just, overwhelmed or mad or whatever, you know, take a time out, get your, get your, get your inner world calibrated, recalibrate your inner world so that you are not living carnally. Because Holy Spirit has things to show you. He has things to you know, he is the inheritance. He's like the um, executor of the will. <laughs> he's the one that, that manifests what belongs to you in Christ. And there is a, such a higher way of operating. There is such a higher way of living. And, and we do not, for the most part, live there enough and God is, God is calling us. I mean, we are, we are designed to live there. We are not designed to live carnally. We, we are called to live in this higher place, this higher reality, this place of being spiritually minded. You know, and, and, and what happens a lot is, you know, when you're, when you're in that place and the Holy Spirit begins to, tr- you know, show you things that get you in agreement with, I want you to have this and I want you to do this. You know, it's, it's not especially if he's stretching your faith and maybe you haven't received something like that before, you know, it's not uncommon to, to, to maybe come out of that place and, and, you know, you feel like, well, Lord, am I crazy? Am I crazy? Is this really what you want? I mean, is this really you, you know, and, and he may give you some instructions, you know, write those things down. And those instructions may be scary. Those instructions, you may have to do something you're not, that makes you a little uncomfortable. Uh, he's not going to make you do something impossible, but he might stretch you, right? He may have you go talk to someone you may not feel comfortable talking to, or he may have you go into a, who knows what he may have you do. To, 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 just something that's maybe not outside your comfort zone. But, that, but you know what? You, your job is just to get in, get in agreement, right? And so whatever you need to do, you talk with the Lord about that. You, you work that out. You work that out. You were, you were called to live supernaturally. You were called to be, you are supposed to be going from glory to glory and faith to faith. You know, Brian and I often repeat something that Bill Winston used to say all the time. And, uh, you know, I, I sometimes, uh, 
I'm so thankful for the 10 years we spent there because we were, we were just, it was just pounded into our head the difference between what it means to walk by faith and what it means to live carnally. And, and we understood that to be carnally minded and just to be a baby Christian is a carnal Christian and that we, you have to get off your physical senses. You've got to get into a place of operating, recognizing that there's more than what you can taste, touch, smell, and hear, right? And I'm so thankful for that time. But he, he, Bill was always to say this, when you look around your life, what has your faith produced? What has your faith produced? You know, Brian and I were talking with someone the other day, and Brian said, you know, when he first started this whole thing, I mean, you know, you, we don't, we don't come into the king. I mean, like we don't, we aren't taught this stuff in school, you know? And, and you start to go, wait a minute, there's a whole other way of living in the kingdom. And you, you live by faith. You live by, by recognizing the unseen realm and, and being spiritually minded and connected, connecting to an invisible reality called the kingdom of God. I mean, this is, this is a whole nother way of living. This is a, this is a whole nother existence. And so when you first come into it, you know, it takes a minute because you're just like, first of all, it feels too good to be true. Like all of a sudden the limitations of your life disappear. You recognize that the limitations are really only in your brain. They're only in your mind. You know, all things are possible if you can believe. And you realize you just, what needs to happen here is you've got to learn to operate a different way. You've got, you've, with, by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so Brian decided, you know what? He was going to believe God for a tool. It, I forget, some kind of wrench or something. And so that's where he started. He just started small. You know what? I'm not going to buy this thing, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to receive a wrench. I mean, it may seem silly, but guess I have to believe that heaven, it says it's everything heaven contains has already been lavished upon us. I have to believe that in that everything heaven contains is probably a wrench, right? There's probably a wrench or two in, in heaven. If you need a wrench, I bet you heaven can get you a wrench, right? And... So he, you know, got a picture of the wrench and just thank God for his new wrench. Thank God for my new wrench. I mean, it may seem like a little thing, but, you know, then he said this one bank kept calling him and calling him, and he just thought it's a soliciting call. Uh, He didn't answer the phone because it just was like, I don't have any accounts here. Why are these people calling me? And so finally he accidentally answered the phone one day, and they were like, Mr. Jimenez, Mr. Jimenez, please, please don't hang up, don't hang up. And he was just like, yes. He's like, we have been trying to track you down. You have an account with us that um, we need to we need to we need to get your information so that you can actually receive this this money. And he he to this day doesn't know. You know, it's like, what? What do you mean I have an account with you? Bottom line is, when he got the money from that account, it was the exact price of the wrench. Now, you can. Submit that to your carnal mind and you can say, oh, well, you know, that's just a coincidence. I mean, that, you know, it wasn't a wrench. It was money. It's not the same thing. Like you can do that. But let me just, let me advise you against that. You know, the thing about the kingdom, it's kind of like the most incredible fantasy adventure Disney movie that you've ever seen, right? I mean, where, you know, we don't go into those movies and be like, oh, that could never happen. I mean, we know in a movie anything's possible. Special effects, they can do that. Well, you know what? The kingdom has better special effects. It has less limitations than 
the best movie making animation or whatever can make today. So you know what? When you when you when you poo poo that, it, it shuts that off. You know what? No, just receive it. You know, it doesn't matter if it comes in money, if it comes in a physical wrench. It doesn't matter if somebody brings it to your house or it falls out of the sky. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's just how it happens is not up to you. Unless the Lord shows you specifically how it happens or asks you to show how it's going to happen, you know? And so the, 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 the thing is, when's the last time the Holy Spirit showed you something that he's trying to get you to receive? And if it's been a while or you haven't even thought to do that, well, this is your invitation. Because we are, we are called to be testimonies. Look what the Lord has done for me. You know, that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to tell you to be able to have a testimony. Oh, look what the Lord did. 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 Right? And so God has, if you aren't enjoying all that heaven contains, there's something for you to receive. Like, Shalise, this seems so selfish. No, it's not selfish. This is your inheritance, the blood of Jesus. There was a price, and most incredible price you could ever, 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 ever imagine was paid for you to experience heaven. And part of the problem is, is a stupid spirit of religion that makes it feel selfish to experience the goodness of God. It makes it feel selfish to experience what Jesus' blood ransomed for us. And that is a religious notion, and it needs to be, it needs to be crucified. You know what? You are not, and, and that, that religious spirit always wants to keep you poor and in lack and, and supposedly humble. Well, it is not humble to reject what Jesus' blood has purchased. That is pride and that is stupid. That is foolishness and that is pride. What is humble is to say, yes, Lord, I will let you lavish me with all that heaven contains and embarrass me if necessary with your goodness so that people can see that you are an inexhaustible, inexhaustible, inexhaustible source of everything that has ever been thought of that is good. You know what? Prepare. I mean, honestly, we have got to, we have got, the truth is we should almost feel uncomfortable with the things that God wants to give us because our, our mindsets just don't, don't we, we just, are we that worthy? Settling is not wisdom. Settling is foolish. And if you sit with the Holy Spirit and you put um, some worship and you just let whatever's coming up that's carnal and just kind of release that to the Lord, these carnal emotions, I'm mad, I'm sad, I feel crazy, I'm overwhelmed, I'm worried, I'm upset. I've got this problem or these people that are burdens. I just need to give those to you. And then you just sit there and you just let the Holy Spirit, hey, begin to show you what he wants to show you, what he's got up his sleeve for you. I'm just sitting because it's, he wants to, he really wants to be good to you. 
He's good, but he, he wants to, he, it's not good. It doesn't want to be good in theory. You know, Jesus doesn't want to be your source in theory. He doesn't want to be, a theory God is, is no God. It's a theory. <laughs> Experiencing God is what makes God actually real. The manifestation, not that it's less real before it manifests, but if you, if it doesn't, if you don't experience it, what good is it? I mean, what good is it if, if Jesus is a healer, but you aren't healed? What good is it if, if he's a supernatural provider, but you don't have what you need? What go- I mean, the whole point is that it's meant to be, salvation is an experience. It's not just a belief, it's an experience. And so this whole thing that God's had is just like coming into a higher level of, of consciousness, of thinking, of being. And from there, you will, you will find your speech changing as well. All right, the Lord is stretching you. He's stretching you like Stretch Armstrong <clears throat> because he's, he's wanting you, he's stretching you, honestly, so that you fit in Christ. <laughs> He's got to stretch you to get bigger. You got to get bigger because you're in Christ. You're in the King of Kings and you've got to fit his mold. <laughs> you're being conformed to the image of Jesus. So he's going to stretch you so that you get into that image of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, I mean, the truth is, I mean, I've left all to follow Jesus, but that doesn't mean that I have to lack anything. (laughs) You know, I mean, I left my corporate job. I left my condo in Chicago. I mean, I came out of the world system and to follow Jesus, but it doesn't mean that I have to, I have to lack anything because I let go of the, whatever it was that was that I needed to let go of to follow him. I mean, we don't, just because we, I mean, Jesus had a treasurer. So, you know, and not only that, he's supernaturally provided. I mean, so it's not like lack, you're not selling everything to go into lack. You're, you're set, you're, you're getting rid of everything to live supernaturally, you know, and your needs are met. Our needs are met according to his riches. So it's not our riches. It's not our bank account. It's Jesus' bank account. And if you don't have what you need to obey God, then you need to find out from Holy Spirit where it is. Because it's not, just because you don't have it doesn't mean you don't, it's, you don't, it's not yours. And you just haven't seen it. You have been too, you have been carnal about it. And you have not yet, the Holy Spirit has not yet, you have not received whatever it is that you need to see or hear or whatever for that to manifest. How do I know this? Because I've lived this way. And I have seen miracle after miracle, provision after provision, problem after problem overcome. And it's, 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 we, the Lord trains us in this. This is a training of how to live from heaven. Supernatural provision. But it requires that we 
We live with spiritually minded. It requires that we see something and hear something that is not, you can't hear it with your with your natural ears and you, you're not going to see it with your natural eyes. Um, in, in second Corinthians and I can go, I'll go there in the passion as well. Let me find the in the first Corinthians rather. Let me see if I can find it really quick. All right. First Corinthians chapter two. I don't know why it wasn't coming up before. Um, I'm going to read this in the amplified. It says here that, um, in verse nine, Uh, What eye has not seen and ear has not heard and has not entered into the heart of man all that God has prepared, made, and keeps ready for those who love him. So this is just a a scripture that is talking about how your physical eyes are not going to see this. This is not a, you know, your your physical ears are not going to get this. That this is a, spiritually discerned, right? I'm going to read, I'm, now it's working. Let me get it here to, and I wanted to get to the passion here. Okay, it says, um, yeah, there's a, there's, it's feeling, it's, it's hearing, it's all of your physical senses. You have physical senses and you have spiritual senses. And you have five physical and five spiritual. Okay, here it goes. It says this, um, Things they never, things never discovered or heard before, things beyond our ability to imagine. These are the many things God has in store for all his lovers. But listen to this. But God now unveils these profound realities to us by the Spirit. It says, yes, he has revealed to us his innermost, his inmost heart and deepest mysteries through the Holy Spirit who constantly explores all things. After all, who can really see into a person's heart and know his hidden impulses except for that person's spirit? So it is with God. His thoughts and secrets are only fully understood by his spirit, the spirit of God. It says, for we did not receive the spirit of this world system, but the spirit of God, so that we might come to understand, listen to this, and experience all that grace huh, has lavished upon us. I'm going to read that again. We did not receive the spirit of the world system. Okay, the spirit of the world system is a, is a, is a it's toil. Okay, it's toil, it's earning, it's working, it's performance. That's the spirit of the world system, it says. But we've received the spirit of God so that we might come to understand and experience, say experience, all that grace has lavished upon us. And we articulate these realities with the words imparted to us by the spirit, not with words taught by human wisdom. We join together spirit-revealed truths with spirit-revealed words. Someone living on an entirely human level rejects the revelations of God's spirit, for they make no sense to him. He can't understand the revelations of the spirit because they are only discovered by the illumination of the spirit. 
Those who live in the spirit are able, listen to this, those who live in the spirit, let me say it a different way, those who are spiritually minded are able to carefully evaluate all things. And they are subject to the scrutiny of no one but God. I mean, I just feel so connected to these passages of scripture. Because there, there comes a place in your life where you are, follow, you are following God regardless of what anybody thinks about it. And they're gonna, it may look like foolishness. It may not look like whatever. But you know what? You can't evaluate it from a human perspective because they are, they are spiritual realities. These are things that the Holy Spirit, I mean, no one could figure Jesus out. You know, he, you couldn't put him in a box. You never knew if he was going to, you never know what he man was going to do. But he was going to do whatever the father was doing. That you knew. But you didn't know exactly what that was going to look like. No one saw the cross coming. Even though he told them it was coming. He uses the foolish things to confound the wise. And as, I'll say this, trusting the Lord, resting in the Lord is going to be required. Because when you hear these spiritual things or you start to receive visions or God begins to speak to you about what he is trying to get to you or he leads you into a place where he is the only source in your life and you have to depend on him. There's a, you know, when you get there, you know what, he is, because he's stretching you He's stretching, you, you know, your, your ability to trust him, your ability to, 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 to rest in between the time he shows you something and the manifestation of it. And there's a rest here. You know, so many of us struggle with just fear. And that is not the believer's portion to worry about bills and worry about, you know, the, how things are going to happen. That is not our, that's not our inheritance. That's not our portion. And so I, I even feel like as you listen to this t- tonight or listen to this again, you know, it, th- that time in the chair, that time in the presence of God, that time where, where you are at negative five, you know, you're carnal, you're carnal. You got it. You've got to get out of that. So whatever that takes for that to happen That's what you do. And you stay connected. We abide in the vine. We're not, it's it's not supposed to be a flip-flop. Carnal, spiritual, carnal, spiritual, carnal, spiritual. No, it's supposed to be an abiding in the vine where this is a way of life. Now, if you wake up and you're not there, I mean, that's most days, you know, for me, I don't wake up. But you need to have a morning routine. I mean, then you need to have a morning routine that puts you into the spirit to start your day. It's different. It's not my routine may not be your routine, but you've got to grab into something that gets you out of that negative place, out of that place of being carnally minded so that you are connected to the Holy Spirit because he has an agenda for every day. He has an agenda for your month. He has an agenda for this year. He has things that you are... He's asking you to, to partner with him to accomplish and do and believe and experience. And there is a path that he has put in front of you that you are to walk out 
and there are miracles on that path. There is provision on that path. There is testimonies along this path. There are battles along this path. And you are wanting, you, you don't want to walk the path carnal. You don't want to be blind walking down the path. You don't want to be deaf walking down the path. No, you want to, you want to see, hear, commune, enjoy the journey because you can see Jesus, what, you can see what he's doing, you can dance down the path, you can do a jig down the path. No matter what's going on around you, you know that you are in the midst of a move of God because you are, whether you discern it or not, you are always in the midst of a move of God. God is always working things together for your good. He is always doing something in your life. Amen? Awesome. I'm going to pray here. Father, I just thank you for what you've spoken to us tonight. And I just pray, Lord, that you'll continue uh, just to make this kind of like a, a lab in our lives, that this will be, um, we'll be walking this out, Lord, that you are going to help every single person that's listening to this message uh, step into a, a way of life, God, that where their mind is, is connected to yours, that they are operating from the mind of Christ and they are spiritually minded. And Lord, I just release uh, the peace and the, the, the visions and the imaginations and the Holy Spirit encounters, God, that they need to continue to break through what they are breaking through uh, from right now, Lord. I, I just release them into the breakthrough. I release them into the into the manifestation. I release them, Father, into this, just every single thing they need for that to happen. And Lord, we just come against the things that are keeping that from happening. We just curse those things in the name of Jesus. And we just speak right now, Father, that there is a free flow from heaven into our lives. There is just a free flow. It's free flowing, free flowing, free flowing. You are our source and there's no hindrance, no blocks, just a free flow, free flow, free flow. In Jesus' name.